This is the Locked On Aggies podcast. The Locked On Aggies podcast, your daily source for everything Texas A&M athletics. A part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Taylor Travis. And if you're not doing so already, I would suggest that you follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Aggies. You can also follow me on Twitter at TaylorTravis15. And if at any point you have a question for the show, you have a question for me, well, I encourage you to go ahead and ask. And there's three ways you can do that. You can either email the show, LockedOnAggies at gmail.com. That's LockedOnAggies at gmail.com. You can either tweet at me or DM me at TaylorTravis15 or tweet at the show or DM the show at LockedOnAggies. There's a lot to get to today. Texas A&M was supposed to have their weekly press conference yesterday afternoon, but they switched it up, I guess, because of the bye week. Jimbo Fisher decided not to talk yesterday. He's going to talk this afternoon instead. But the players did. Colin Glaspia, uh, Charles Oliver, Buddy Johnson, Dale Mack all spoke to the media. So we'll hear from a couple of them later on in the show. A couple Aggies got some uh, uh, pretty solid midseason awards. We're going to talk about that as well. And we're also going to talk about the bye week, why it comes at the right time, and uh, what Texas a needs to do to start preparing for Mississippi State the following week. So like I said, a couple Aggies were named to midseason All-American list by a couple outlets, and I think they were very deserving. I think out of everybody on the team, they were definitely the most deserving to be named midseason All-Americans, but the punter Braden Mann and tight end Jay Sternberger were both named midseason All-Americans by both ESPN and the Sporting News, and like I said, very well deserving because when you think of Jay Sternberger and when you think of Braden Mann, they have to be the best at their position across the entire country, right? I mean, you can't think of a better punter. Braden Mann leading the nation in punting one 60-plus yard punt away from breaking the NCAA single-season record for most punts of 60 or more yards in a single season. I mean, think about that. There's still five games left. What he's been doing is not only you know the best so far this year across the entire country, but what he's doing, some of the best punting of all time. He's having an all-time season, and if he keeps up this pace, and he hasn't shown any signs of slowing down, if he keeps up this pace he just might go down as having the best season for a punter in college football history. And he still has a year left after this. I mean, Braden Mann, to me, and I mean, I've been watching football for, what, 20-plus years? Braden Mann's the best punter I've ever seen so far. I mean, he's really impressive. Think about some of the stuff he's done so far this year. He's averaging 55 yards per punt. He's on pace to break the single-season NCAA record for 60-plus yard punts like we talked about. He's also on pace for breaking the single-season NCAA record for average yards per punt and net punting average. So all the way across the board, I would call that the triple crown, if you will, for punters. You have the triple crown in baseball, which is batting average, home runs, and RBIs. Very rarely do you see somebody win the triple crown, which is, you know, they lead all three statistical categories at the end of the year. But Braden Mann, on pace to break the single-season NCAA record for 60-yard punts, average yards per punt, and net punting average. Think about some of the stuff he's done throughout the year, right? He broke the NCAA record for the highest gross punt average in a single season, 60.8 yards on five punts against Alabama. He had an 82-yard punt, which is still the longest punt in the FBS this year and will probably, most likely, be the longest punt in the FBS all season long, unless he boots something longer, which he very well could. But that came against number 13, Kentucky. And then on the longest punt return of the season against him, South Carolina's Brian Edwards on Saturday, man forced a fumble. He looked like a linebacker. I mean, he was a linebacker in high school, but looked like he hasn't missed a beat. He laid down the wood, forced a fumble, Texas A&M recovered it, 
and that was their first recovered fumble all season. Braden Mann, so far, having the best season by a punter in college football history. Now, tight end Jay Sternberger also made both the ESPN and Sporting News uh, midseason All-American team. He's having the best season by a tight end, I believe, in college football, without a doubt. Uh, keep in mind, Sternberger, a junior college transfer from Oklahoma A&M Community College, started his college football career in Kansas as the defensive end. That really says a lot about Jimbo Fisher's eye for talent, especially at the tight end position. I mean, Jimbo Fisher had to dig deep. This is a guy who started playing ball at Kansas, which is arguably, if not the worst Power 5 team in the nation. And then he went to Oklahoma A&M Community College, and somehow Jimbo Fisher found him. And he knew that he had all SEC tight end type talent. Well, we're already seven games into the season, still five games left. And Jace Sternberger has already broken the school record for most touchdown receptions in a single season by a tight end with six. And has posted at least one 20 plus yard reception in every game. Jace Sternberger might be the most talented player on that Texas A&M offense. I love Travion Williams. And I think he probably is the most talented player on that Texas A&M offense, but Jay Sternberger is not far behind. Let's look at where he ranks among all FBS tight ends across the country. First in yards with 496, tied for first in touchdowns with six. Fourth in catches with 29 in yards per catch, 17.1. He also leads the A&M offense in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. You can't really put into words how big he's been for that Texas A&M offense, an offense that's struggled with consistency for most of the year, but he's really turned into that, not only a security blanket for Kellamon, which in many ways he is, but he's turned into a deep threat as well with his ability to go vertical, his speed, and his ability to catch the ball in stride and make things happen after the catch. And it's especially big when you look at the wide receivers on Texas A&M. Nobody's really stepped up and become that number one playmaker. It seems like I'm kind of beating a dead horse at this point because I bring it up every episode, but it's true. Javon Osman was supposed to be that go-to guy. He never really became that. He's out with a foot injury. After that, you have Cameron Buckley, who's a talented receiver, but he's never really going to be a wide receiver one. Kendrick Rogers, who I think out of all the receivers, he has that most potential to be that wide receiver one, but he still has a ways to go. He's been a little bit banged up as well. Courtney Davis, who really came onto the scene against South Carolina on Saturday, had a huge game. The question is, can he continue going forward? If he can, that's really big for Texas A&M. But Jay Sternberger's been that guy for Kellen so far. As much as Texas a needs somebody to make those plays on the outside, Jay Sternberger has stepped up in a big way and been that guy Kellen can go to on third and long when the Texas a offense needs a big first down. He can trust Jay Sternberger to make the catch and get to the sticks and oftentimes make something happen after the catch as well. So two very deserving Aggies, both Braden Mann and Jay Sternberger, receiving midseason All-American awards by both ESPN and the sporting news. It's a bye week for Texas A&M, which comes at a big time, a great time. If you look at Texas A&M's schedule, they've played Alabama, they've played Clemson, they played a really physical game against Kentucky, which was ranked 13th at the time. They played South Carolina, which is a really physical team. I mean, I know they're having kind of a down year, a disappointing year. I think they were a little bit overhyped coming into the season, but they will wear you down. It's a Will Muschamp team. That's what they do. They play physical. That's a lot of games back to back to back with no rest. Games against really physical teams that wear you down. The bye weeks can be a good time for Texas A&M because they have two really tough road games coming up back-to-back. Mississippi State and Auburn. 
Mississippi State, I think, has been a little bit disappointing, but they're still a really talented team. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC, and Nick Fitzgerald, a guy who, not necessarily the best passer, but he's a weapon. He can run the ball really well. Mississippi State also has one of the most experienced front sevens in the SEC. After that, you have to go to Auburn. How bad is Auburn? I think Auburn, there's a ton of talent on that team, but it's really a mystery why they've been struggling so bad this year. I mean, they lost at home to a really, really bad Tennessee team. Things are bad for Auburn right now. Gus Malzahn's on the hot seat. I don't care how high that buyout is. When you lose at home to this Tennessee team, you're on the hot seat and your job's in danger. It's as simple as that. But that being said, I still think there's a lot of talent on that Auburn team. And anytime you go into Auburn, it's a tough place to play. That's a game Texas A&M could lose. So I do think that bye week's coming at the right time. They're going to need to be fully healthy. I'm sure they'll get a couple guys back after this bye week, after their bodies can recover a little bit. But some tough games upcoming for Texas A&M. That bye week comes at a really good time for the Aggies. Coming up next, we're going to hear from a couple players. The Texas A&M team kind of changed up their media day a little bit. Some of the players spoke to the media yesterday. Jimbo Fisher will speak to the media later on this afternoon, so we'll hear from him on tomorrow's show. But today, we're going to hear from Colin Gillespie, and we'll hear from Dalen Mack as well, who's really stepped up and had a big season. And I think myself, more than anyone, is really happy to see that because he was a guy I was really pulling for. But before we get to that, I want to tell you a little bit about Sling TV. You know, for the longest time, I thought cable was the only way I could watch all the channels and get my college football, because I have to watch college football, right? I don't want to watch college football. I have to watch college football. And for the longest time, I thought paying $100 a month for cable was the only way to do that. Well, I was wrong. Let me introduce you to Sling TV. Sling TV is the best way to watch college football, because for $30 a month, that's right, $30 a month, you can get all the ESPN channels, you can get Pac-12 Network, You can get SEC Network and so much more. You can also stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices so you can watch on the go or you can watch wherever it's convenient for you. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. Why? Well, there's no useless channels. It seems like when I was paying $100 for cable, I was paying for probably 300 plus channels that I never even watched. And that really annoyed me. But with Sling TV, I don't have to worry about that. Well, what else? No long-term contracts. If you don't like it, you can cancel at any time. There's no cancellation fee. It doesn't get any better than that. There's also no hidden fees. It seems like when you sign up for cable, they charge you for things that you didn't talk about initially. And that really drives me crazy as well. But right now, if you're a Locked On listener, there's a special offer for you. If you want to try out Sling TV, you can do that today by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. And you can get a seven-day free trial. That's a whole week to decide if you like Sling TV or not. And I'll go ahead and tell you right now, you will. That's sling.com slash locked on for a free seven-day trial. Go ahead and try it out. I guarantee you'll love it. Sling.com slash locked on, a seven-day free trial. It's just $30 a month. It's the best way to watch college football. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. That's sling.com slash locked on to get your seven-day free trial today. You're listening to the Locked On Aggies podcast, your daily source for everything Texas A&M athletics, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Taylor Travis. And here in just a little bit, we'll hear from Colin Gillespie and Dalen Mack. They spoke to the media yesterday afternoon at Texas A&M's weekly press conference. Tomorrow, we'll hear from Jimbo Fisher. Normally, Jimbo Fisher would have addressed the media yesterday as well, but with the bye week, he decided to change things up on us just a little bit. 
He'll address the media later this afternoon. So tomorrow, I'll be here to recap that for you. But today, it's Colin Glaspia and Dalen Mack. And you know, I think one of the best stories of the season so far, and there's a lot of them, you can go so many different directions with this, but I think one of the best stories so far this season is Colin Glaspia, because Colin Glaspia, for the longest time, was the 12th man, still is the 12th man, but for the longest time, he was the 12th man. And really, the only time he saw the field was on special teams, right? A couple times, he was on the field at linebacker. But for the majority of the time, it was on special teams, whether it was kickoff team, kickoff return team, pump block team. He was always on the field on special teams, and he was one of Texas A&M's best special teams players. If you remember last year against Alabama at Kyle Field, he had that big blocked punt that went out of the back of the end zone. Kyle Field went crazy. You couldn't have scripted that any better, right? The 12th man blocking the punt out of the back of the end zone against Alabama, the number one team in the country, and Kyle Field just going absolutely bonkers. That was one of my favorite memories at Kyle Field ever, just because it seemed so perfect. But Colin Glaspia coming into the season didn't see the field that often. This year, Jimbo Fisher takes over. And what are two positions that Jimbo Fisher uses on offense that Kevin Sumlin really never used very much? Well, tied in one, and he has Jay Sternberger. But he also likes to use a fullback. And what better guy to move to that fullback position than Colin Glaspia, who's done really well at that position? In fact, I couldn't be rooting for somebody harder to score a touchdown. If you remember right, it was the first game of the season when Colin Glaspia ran that little wheel route, and he probably had about a 30-yard touchdown, but Kellen Mond just missed him. Oh, man, I wanted him to score so bad. I want him to score a touchdown. I mean, hand him the ball in the red zone, right? I mean, Texas A&M's offense has struggled so much in the red zone, you might as well try it. But I'm sure he'll find Paydirt at some point this season, and when he does... The Aggies will go crazy. Well, he spoke to the media yesterday afternoon. So let's go ahead and hear from Colin Glaspia. Hear what he had to say yesterday at the weekly press conference. By the way, all audio played on Locked On Aggies is courtesy of WTAW and College Station. Before we don't lose in overtime, we don't lose in overtime in Kyle Field. And uh, as soon as I saw that clock hit zero and, and knew we were going, I said, oh, it's over. This, this game's in the bag. So you know, Chuck said that y'all made it were a bit lackadaisical going into the bye week or treated the bye week kind of that way. Would you agree? And if so, why was that the case in previous years? Um, I don't necessarily know if I'd put it that way. Uh, you know, bye week's bye week. It's time to recover and get your body right. But it's also not a time to stop. It's time to, uh, you know, work your craft, improve. Um, really focus on getting back to the basics and getting your techniques right again, maybe things that you might have strayed from throughout the season. Does this feel like a, y'all have been 5-2 at various points throughout the last few years? Does this feel like a different kind of 5-2? and two? Uh, I think it does. Uh, you know, I think starting off playing the number one and the number two team in the nation and, and uh, having losses in the beginning instead of building up, building up, building up 5-0 and oh, and then having all your dreams crushed. You know, if now we're fighting from the bottom, come, working our way towards the top instead of being at the top falling off the ledge and then trying to come back up you know it's a it's a constant battle but as we're as we're uh, moving up I think it's it, it, it's a little different feeling you know there's not that wait no are we gonna play Alabama what's gonna happen you know when's when's the wheels gonna come off you know it's not that feeling this year we've kind of already taken our blows taking our hits to the chin and it's uh we're moving on how much fun was that jumbo personnel for the touchdown late that's a it's a real easy package for me I don't think too much kind of hit the person right in front of you so um it's uh, I'm, I'm a fan of it. How much did y'all have left in the tank there? Y'all were on the field for a lot in the fourth quarter. I mean, what, how fresh were y'all in that last drive? I felt like it was the first quarter. You know, I got there and 
other teams start bending over, getting tired, and, and, and like I said, we're just getting going. We pride ourselves on fraction harder than anyone in the country, and uh, I think it's shown in our fourth quarter play. We come out at halftime, we're ready to roll. What was that effort tape like on that Travion touchdown run? Because I think you took two guys out on that. <laughs> so I, uh, <laughs> I, you know, Travion made a great run, and uh, I just my job is going fill off the double team, and uh, the guy just like we practiced it uh, was right there, and so I hit him, and I, I kind of shelled him off, and I felt him go away, and I was like, oh, might as well try and get someone else, and I saw a dude to my left and grabbed onto him, and as I grabbed onto him, Trey, he grabbed onto Trey, and I kind of just grabbed both of them and rolled into the end zone as best that I could, so uh, it was it was a good play. I'm glad we got that touchdown. You, you had talked about as far as the offense and just being able to, to kind of grind it. How fun is that for you as a, an offensive player to be able to take care of time of possession and just kind of grind the, the defense? Uh, coming back from being a defensive player, mm-hmm. whenever a team's what I think we had 40 minutes of possession time that game, you know that wears the defense down. And having to play as many plays as they did, you can only uh, can only hold off a team and uh, for so long. And especially with an offense like ours, being on the field for so long, there's so many different things we can do. Uh, we'll be able to you know dissect a team and, do, and be able to do what we want to do. That was fullback Colin Gillespie speaking at yesterday's press conference. And I think my biggest takeaway from that is what he said about the team's energy level going into the fourth quarter on Saturday. Because it seems like Kevin Sumlin coached teams for the longest time. They wore down during the game. The third quarter would come around. The fourth quarter would come down. And they'd just be drained. And it would show. They wouldn't be able to stop the run. They would uh, get burned on the deep ball. They would just be exhausted at the end of games. And not just games, but the season. As the season wore on, the teams would start fading. Well, I don't feel like that's the case for this team. And Colin Glaspie said in the fourth quarter, they felt just as energized as they did in the first. Now, I don't know if he means literally or if he just means that they still had plenty left in the tank. But there's something special about this Texas A&M team. And I don't know if it's uh, Jerry Schmidt, the new strength and conditioning coach. I don't know if it's just the way they're practicing now under Jimbo Fisher. But this team does look like to me that they get better as the game goes on. They don't wear down like those previous teams did. and They're in a lot better shape than previous teams did under Jimbo Fisher. But it also looks like to me that they're getting better game in and game out. And if they can learn to put opponents away, unlike what we saw against Arkansas, Kentucky, and South Carolina, but if they can learn to put opponents away, that's going to bode really well for the team down the stretch. And I still think eight wins is a probability, nine wins is a possibility. But I'm really excited to watch this team down the stretch. Coming up next, we're going to hear from defensive tackle Dalen Mack, the senior who has really uh, had a breakout year for Texas A&M. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Vivid Seats. You know, it's a great time of year. The NBA is about to get started. College basketball season's around the corner. College football and the NFL are both in full swing. And the MLB playoffs are in the league championship series. It's a good time of year to go to a ball game with some buddies. But where do you go to find tickets? Well, I have an answer for you. Go to Vivid Seats. It's a very easy purchasing experience. There's a 100% buyer guarantee. And right now, if you've never used Vivid Seats, there's a very special offer for you, my listener. Just go to VividSeats.com or download the Vivid Seats app in the App Store or Google Play and enter promo code LOCKEDON to get $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. That's $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Remember, every purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee. And from the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more. Basically, anything you need a ticket to get into, whether it's a big concert, whether it's theater, or the big game, anything that interests you. If you need a ticket, go to Vivid Seats. They'll take care of you. Vivid Seats has it all. 
So download the app and enter the promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Remember, you have to be a new customer to use the promo code. Promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event like they've done for me many, many times. Again, promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. You're listening to the Locked On Aggies podcast, your daily source for everything Texas A&M athletics, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Taylor Travis. And you know, one of the feel-good stories of the season, we already talked about one, right? Colin Gillespie, that's definitely one of the feel-good stories. But another feel-good story of the season is Dalen Mack. Dalen Mack having a breakout year for the Aggies, a guy who really struggled to stay on the field for the first three years of his career because really he just couldn't stay in shape. He couldn't get in shape. He was a really big guy who just didn't have the stamina to stay on the field long term. But under Jimbo Fisher, that's really turned around and he's really turned into a force on that defensive line for Texas A&M and become one of the main reasons why Texas A&M has one of, if not the best run defense in the country. If you look at his stat line, it doesn't really pop out. But a lot of times, if you're a defensive tackle, if you're not racking up a bunch of tackles, you're doing your job because people start running away from you, right? But Dalen Mack, 13 tackles, three tackles for a loss for 14 yards, two sacks for 11 yards. He's having a really good season. And it's good to see because, again, he was a former five-star recruit from Whitewater. He was really highly rated, really highly regarded. People thought he'd be a playmaker from day one. That wasn't really the case. It took him a while. Some players, it takes a while, but it took him until his senior year to begin making a big impact on the field. But again, this year, he's become one of the best, one of the most consistent playmakers on that Texas A&M defense. So let's go ahead and hear what he had to say yesterday afternoon. Again, all audio played on the Locked On podcast is courtesy of WTAW and College Station. What do you work on during this bye week to kind of extra week to prepare for Mississippi State and I guess the second half of the season? Uh, for first off, recovery, and then um, just just fixing up a little technical things, making sure you stay in um, stay in the routine that we've been in, and uh, not lose our edge. What's it been like going from from last year? The offense goes three and out a lot, and you guys are the ones on the field a lot. And now this year, you guys are the ones watching them chew up 40 minutes a game. Oh, it's. I'm loving it. I'm loving every bit of that. So uh, it makes it makes us makes us play harder because we're fresh and um, it's just I'm just loving. You all ever get bored on the sideline? No, no, we we never really get bored ever. Has that been the number one factor in you being able to play the entirety of a football game? Yeah, I think it definitely uh, makes a difference. So. Now that being said, did you ever tell Jimbo that you carried the ball a little bit in high school? I mentioned a couple times yeah. in practice, so he kind of <laughs> he kind of laughed it off, but. I might, I might push hard on it this bye week, throw okay. some things out there. <laughs> Try and get a trick play in there? Yeah, a trick play. Oh, we don't need the trick play. I can just run it in. What do you think Colin would say about that? You taking him spot at fullback maybe? Uh, he, I think he'd be okay with it. <laughs> he'd be fine. Now, would you take Williams' spot or would you take uh, Colin's spot? Uh, I, I probably would be at fullback. Okay. Keep T. Will at the uh, running back spot. Could they, uh, would it have made sense there when they were struggling to, to uh, score in the red zone to bring you in? Uh, I really didn't think about it too much, but I mean, it, it would have been nice to get in there and run, a, run, a, run the ball a little bit. How many? You're not interested in blowing somebody up. You want to run the football. Yeah, I, I kind of want the ball, but if they put me in there to block, you know, you gotta, you gotta block first, then you, you might get the ball later. So, do you, do you have a touchdown celebration already planned out or anything that ever happens? I, I, I do. Trust me, I do. Oh, okay. I just, I, I gotta just, I gotta wait. I can't really spoil it, but I, I definitely got one. Okay. 
What's the uh, what's how would you assess the way the defensive lines played the last few weeks? Seems like y'all have brought a lot more pressure, created a lot more havoc. I mean, what's been why has that been the case? Um, yeah, we, we really uh, focused on it a lot during the week, and we kind of took a step back this past game. We could, we could have been way better with the pressure that we were bringing, but we really just uh, been focusing on it a lot here lately. Dalen Max says, "Give me the football. He wants to run the football." I remember in high school, he did play a little bit of running back, and he looked like a uh, Javorski Lane type running back, a lot bigger than Javorski Lane. Of course, Javorski Lane, the former Texas A&M running back who holds the Texas A&M single-season record for most rush touchdowns in a season. But Dalen Mack carrying the football, that's interesting. I don't think it'll ever happen. But against a team like UAB, if it's late in the game, you have a big lead, you have the ball at the one or two-yard line, you're just looking to punch the ball in, why not give the senior the ball? Why not just hand it to him up the middle and see if he can get himself a touchdown? He already has a touchdown celebration planned. Why not make it happen at least one time? Again, a guy who's worked so hard to get on the field to get back in shape. Reward the big fella. I'd like to see it. I'm sure you would too. But why not put Dalen Mack in at running back just one time against a team like UAB when you have a big lead in the fourth quarter? You know the 12th man would go nuts if they saw that. I would from my couch. I would love to see Dalen Mack get one carry of the football and just watch him drag the pile into the end zone. But again, Dalen Mack, just a guy who's worked so hard to get on the field. Again, he just struggled his freshman, sophomore, junior year just to get in shape and be able to stay on the field for an extended period of time. When he came in the field sometimes, he looked good. It's just two or three plays later, he'd be gassed and he'd have to go back to the sideline. But this year, he really transformed his body. He built up his stamina and he's able to stay on the field for a long time. And like I said before, Dalen Mack, one of the big reasons why the Texas seen him run defense has become one of the best run defenses in the entire country. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Aggies podcast. Remember, Jimbo Fisher is going to address the media at the press conference later on this afternoon. So tomorrow, I will recap that for you. We'll go over some of the things he had to say. I'm sure he's going to look back on the South Carolina game, and he's going to talk about the bye week as well. Maybe he'll preview Mississippi State a little bit. I guess that remains to be seen. But whatever he talks about, we'll be here tomorrow to recap that. Again, thanks for listening to the Locked On Aggies podcast. Again, if you're a college sports fan or if you're a, just a sports fan in general, there's so many other podcasts across the Locked On Podcast Network to listen to, whether it's Locked On NBA, Locked On NFL, Locked On Fantasy Football, or any of the teams that you know make up the NBA or NFL. There's a podcast for you to listen to, so be on the lookout for those. Just go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and look up Locked On, insert your team. It'll pop up. It's good stuff. I mean, I've really enjoyed listening to all the podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thanks again for listening to the Locked On Aggies podcast, your daily source for everything Texas A&M athletics. I'm your host, Taylor Travis. Again, the Locked On Aggies podcast is a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.